As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Super Booper Magooper. What's up, dude? I like that one a lot. That, oh. might, that might crack the top three. No one's going to understand it, though. No, no, but that's okay. Should Does anybody really why? understand it anyway? Good point. Truly? No. Good point. I don't even understand it half the time. That's good. Yeah. That's just life, baby. Um, that's life, baby. <laughs> showbiz, baby. But uh, yeah, no, I figured I'd come in here. I've got a little current events. Oh, nice. Fun little story. I like that. I've got, that's pretty much all I've got, honestly. It's been, this is, this is. I know we talked about it this last week being a long week. Yeah. Today, it, today, this week is the longest week ever because I'm anticipating my trip. Really excited about it. And coming off of the Eagles loss and having to defend myself from 49ers fans. So I didn't realize when we started this podcast and opened up the door to being as diehard of Eagles fans that we are, I didn't really think about the backlash when we lose. I didn't think there would be any backlash There's because I didn't lot. think that anybody who would listen to this podcast also was diehard 49ers fans well, or whatever. Guess what? Yeah, I know. They are. And good Lord. Let me just tell you. And there's a lot of people that messaged us and said, oh, can't wait to be your thorn on Friday's episode. No, not going to do it. No, because we're on to Dallas. It's Dallas. I'm not even going to have a thorn on Friday. We're still 10 and 2. Uh-huh. Okay? We're still first place in the NFC East. We're fine. Yeah. By the That's time that you mean. listen to Friday's episode with Rose and Thorn, I'll be on a plane to Dallas in my Eagles gear, getting ready to do the obligatory trash heap video on our Instagram when I get to the airport. And after that... I'm not going to listen to anybody. Yeah, we're not going to listen to anybody, man. Yeah. But uh, current event. Let's uh, get in the back sand. The okay. <laughs> so did you see the house explosion in Virginia? Yeah, in Arlington. Yes. So there's a whole story that goes around with that. He, Do I need guy, a tinfoil hat? No, no, no. Well, okay. maybe. I mean, if you want to believe what's going on, sure. So the whole story is that there were police en route to this man's house with a search warrant for his house. Okay. And it blew up on their way there. Okay. So that's fine and everything. People did some digging on who it was. This guy's LinkedIn had so much crazy shit. He was talking about his neighbors. He had drones that were going around the neighborhood and filming people in the neighborhood. His LinkedIn? On his LinkedIn. I didn't yeah. think, I don't know a lot about LinkedIn. No, but well, you know enough to know that people don't do this on LinkedIn. No. Or you shouldn't really do it anywhere, to be honest. But <laughs> you don't do anything like really social media driven on LinkedIn. That's more of like a business profile, whatever. So he had all this footage talking about how his neighbors were CIA agents that were going after him. The main thing that it came down to, the reason why he knew that the police were going to come to his house and why 12-7 was, or I'm sorry, why yesterday was such a big issue for him. He was on the ESPN app and he read an article about how Michigan State was exercising their option for their head coach for a seventh year or something. And he boiled that down to believe that the date of yesterday was a big day for him, and he needed to make sure that everything was ready before that date. I'm not kidding. I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this. So no, they still don't know why the house, but I mean, it could have just been a gas leak that ended up doing that, but it was still this guy's house that they had a search warrant for. So there's still a lot more to dig into here. It's not a gas leak. If no, it, he definitely did it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, you mean like a pur pur purposefully. A purposely. A purposely gas leak. Yes. A perp leak. 
Perp leak. Jesus. Yeah, perp leak sounds a little weird. So yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on this one because I think there's that's a lot more that's going to come out. That sounds like tinfoil hat territory to me. Just I know. We're going to have to get slightly. Craig back on to talk about this one. Oh, okay. Or our monthly. I wonder if he's actually down for that. Probably. I think he'd be in. I'll keep a running list of random things that I come across that yeah, deserve keep those, our attention. Keep those conspiracies coming. But before we get into everything, we need to plug some stuff because we have our very first live show that we are headlining in January, January 25th at the Green Room 42 in Times Square. The bros are going to big city, big, big city, city lights. We're going to the big city, Times Square. It's every performer's dream. That's where everybody We've already been do. there, but we're going back now for it's ourselves. Different. It is different. Because we weren't in Times Square. I feel like Times Square is synonymous with just being a star. And you know what, man? You're a star. We just had a show in Hollywood yeah. a month ago. Yeah, not even. It's not the same thing. It's Times Square. It's different. The only thing I think of with Times Square is Tourists. how much I do not want to be there when the ball drops. Oh, my God. That would I be don't... the last place on earth. I don't understand. And I'm sure we've got some listeners that have been there before. That doesn't sound appealing to me. It, people like pee in bottles or uh-huh. just like wear diapers. People wear diapers. People wear diapers. And they try to get close to the stage and there's nowhere to go to the bathroom. And you are just stuck there with thousands of people, mostly tourists, thousands of people. And half the time, there's it's raining or it's not even snowing. It's just like shitty rain that I had to deal with last week at the Bills game. Yeah, I don't I understand that. The... Just to watch a ball drop? That's what I don't get. Well, yeah. I guess there's musical performances and stuff, too. I don't want to belittle it too much. I just personally would never want to be there. Well, you can also see Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper get blackout drunk sometimes. I don't think they're allowed to be drunk anymore. They're trying to lobby for booze. Andy Cohen has been on. They they should. That makes the show. That's so funny. So much better when he gets blackout drunk on there and just says dumb shit. Yeah. He went after, he started talking politics last time he got drunk on there. (laughs) He went after the mayor of New York. It's fun. It's much better. That's the way that you're supposed to end a year, though. You're supposed to get all your grievances out, right? Yeah, air it out. Air them out. Air them out. Start the new year anew. Well said, but the other thing I want to plug is Friday's episode, we are having a very special guest, uh, one Matt Rogers, who's like a legitimate celebrity, which is pretty nuts. He uh, has been a longtime listener of the show, we found out, which is one of the cooler things I get to say, but uh, I look, I said it on our live yesterday, he was on the Today Show today, and he played Rockefeller Center last night, yep. and he's coming on our episode to talk about Beverly Hills, and I Moving even told up. him, I was like, Friday is... I was like, it's a slog through. It's three shows. It takes a long time. He's like, those are my favorite shows. I'm so in. I can't wait. I was like, fuck yeah. Three hour app incoming. It might be <laughs> the longest episode we've done because we have three commentators. Yes. And it's three shows and it's three good or, shows. Spin Zone will be more efficient with three of us because we'll have better takes immediately. Nah. And then we'll be able to just, no? Okay. No, nah, that's wishful thinking, sir. No. That's wishful thinking. It's okay. I got nothing better to do on Thursday. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'll pack on Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll pack on Wednesday night. Where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> Steel's coming along for the trip. He didn't tell me yet. No, nah, I will be in Dallas the following week. Oh, okay. Uh, so we get two dumpster videos. Hell yeah. Hopefully they clean up the airport by then because, uh, Oh, if I, I am going to walk through the airport, if we win, in my Eagles overalls, okay. because it'll be post-Dallas week. So, logistically speaking, that sounds like a nightmare. You're going to wear overalls on the flight? No, I'll keep in my backpack. I'll just change in the airport. Okay. All right. I'll do it. Okay. But let's get... I don't know why that didn't occur to me. <laughs> let's get back You're on. You're not to change. <laughs> yeah, well, I could also put like in my carry-on. There's yeah. lots of options. But anyway, let's get back to the Bravo because it's our midweek episode, we got a power rank, and uh, I've got a standout this week, but why don't you start us off? You've got a standout this yeah. week? Yeah. 
A good standout? No. Oh. Yeah. So you want me to start? I feel yeah. like you should just get it off your chest now. <sighs> okay, I'm going to start from the top. My number one show right now is still Southern Charm. It hits every single week. It's palpable. The drama's real. The tension's real. The, the characters this season, everyone's playing their role very well. I'm really enjoying it. Two, I'm going to go with Beverly Hills. I like this season thus far. Three, Salt Lake, because it's dropping a little bit. The Monica shit's getting old. Uh, a little. Not like super old, but I'm not loving it. Four is Miami. And that could switch easily with three, honestly. Mm -hmm. Miami's decent. And a huge plummet for me, Potomac is brutal. It is. I'm really, really not enjoying Potomac. And that sucks because I will ride or die for this show till the end. Like, I'll still watch it. But this was one of the worst episodes of Housewives I think I've seen. I don't think it's fringing on Orange County territory yet. No, but, but it's, it's getting there. Dude, it's like two. It has the potential to get there. It does. It has, it's like two bad episodes away from a reboot for me. I know. And that's saying a lot because I love this show. But that's the thing is we talked about reboots for OC and here... They're just dropping Taylor and adding two more people. Oh man, I don't just cancel the goddamn show. I, I think that comes down to numbers, and I think the ratings weren't terrible last year mm. or last season. So I think ratings it's a maybe, game. but honestly, I feel like people were just watching so that they could listen to us groan on about it for. That's an hour. why. <laughs> That's why people were watching. I'll be I'll be in touch with Bravo. Those those ratings aren't real. They're just people that wanted to hear us bitch and complain about it. But mine's not too. Mine's not too far off from yours. I actually have Southern Charm still number one. I've got Miami moving up to two. Okay. Because this is more preemptive because I feel like we're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of the next couple of weeks. Wait, with you, got, people you got on ripping. me last week for preemptive notions and now you're making preemptive notions? Well, last week was better. I would say last week's episode was better than the other episodes from the other shows. Okay. But I do, yeah, I, fine, I'll drop the preemptive thing because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah, don't be a hypocrite. I dude. don't want to be a hypocrite. So, yeah, uh, I've got Miami at two because I do think that we're starting to see everybody's going to turn on Larsa. Yeah. And I actually had some time to think about it. That whole podcast debacle that they did with her and Marcus, mm -hmm. it didn't paint them in a good light. It was very uncomfortable. I feel like Bravo put that in there so that we could make fun of it. Oh, you think? Yeah, because I it, there's no way that Bravo is going to come out of this and say, "Oh no, we were just trying to back Larsa and like give her things." Like, no, I think they realize how terrible of a person she is, and they wanted us to have an opportunity to be like, "This is shit." Yeah. So yeah, I've got them at two. Salt Lake is three. Beverly Hills four. Still, Beverly Hills isn't doing shit for me. Really? It's really just not doing anything for me. It's not bad, but it's just not that great. Okay. Um. We'll see, obviously, as the season goes along, because as we know, left, so. we've got a lot of episodes left, so it can take a lot of different turns. And then, yeah, Potomac is is just a basement dweller at this point, and it sucks because we're not getting anything out of anyone. It's just, you know, Robin sitting over there, and obviously we're going to talk about this. Robin sitting over there, she refuses to talk about things. We were excited at the prospect of maybe some witchcraft going on in there. Fell short. Not getting that. It's just kind of a he said, she said bullshit type of thing that... Nobody's really backing anything up, and nobody's joining in. What? Did you just quote Lip Biscuit? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that on the show? Can I quote yeah. Lip Biscuit? All right, Absolutely. cool. Good. Always. That's probably a pretty tame reference in, for the majority of our references. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, there's nothing to look forward to. It's just, there's no promise of anything good coming out of any of this. No, I don't see how this season progresses successfully with this storyline. And that's funny because we were talking about, oh, it's fun. It's like witchcraft and voodoo and blah, blah, blah. It's not fun. 
it's not, not fun. fun at all. And here, we'll, we're going to start with Potomac. I requested if we could do that first because I wanted to get through it and move on to Southern Charm. But before we like jump into the episode, my problem with Potomac, and I don't want to take all the credit for this take because I saw a clip and it was on the reality rundown. I'm not sure if that was the podcast doing it. And the point being, this is not a solo take here. This was something I saw, but after I watched it, uh, and if you can check the clip out on reality rundown again, I don't want to take the credit for it, but they made a very good point. It was like, nobody's talking to anybody. Like Wendy doesn't talk to NECA, mm-hmm. right? Candace and Giselle refuse to talk to each other. Wendy and Mia have shit. They, they smooth things over, but not really like they're not talking. Yep. Nobody on this show communicates with one another. Candace and Ashley, they don't talk. You cannot have a show where the only person that is talking to everybody in the group is Karen. And even Karen has shit with Mia and they're not smooth. Like there's no friendships. There's no anything. When they're talking about going to Austin together, every confessional is, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Then we don't want to go with you. Yeah. No, that's a pretty good point actually. And it wasn't even your point. So I don't feel bad saying that. No, (laughs) you don't feel bad giving me credit. But it's a great point because, like, how do you make a show based on a group of women that don't want to be in the same room That's as each other? That's the core of every issue that we have with every show is when they're not actually friends and there's nothing to talk about. I agree. But I, at least with Potomac in the past, we would know what was going on because you'd have Ashley could feel okay confiding a rumor with somebody else on the show and then it would kind of spark from there and then everybody would be at each other's necks, which yeah. is, you know, what a lot of people want in these shows. Not necessarily what we want all the time. But we're not getting any of that because, as you said, I mean, when we see them sit down in that pool scene, everybody's got beef with everybody. Seriously. Everybody's just kind of talking outward. Nobody's talking to each other except for me and Ashley kind of went back and forth a little bit. But the rest of them are just kind of outwardly talking. And they're afraid to say anything personal about their lives because you're going to have the Giselles or the Ashleys of the world that are going to step in and start a rumor about something and break you down and talk about your family. And nobody feels comfortable sharing, which I don't blame them. But at this point, I don't really know what you do. I do blame them because this is a show. You are paid to entertain. I get that. But if you're Candace, you're not going to say a word about your family. Oh, no. Absolutely. Candace and Giselle, that I understand. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't talk to her. She tried to ruin your husband's life. So that one I understand. But the trivial shit, the bullshit, like, get over it. We need friendships. You can I have think, factions. I do think we are going to get the, it looks like we're getting a Robin breakdown. So maybe we'll get that next week. They that we'll try to turn back to the Juan and Robin thing, which again we can't move on from that until we get some answers. And if we just don't get answers, then we're never going to move on from anything, and the show is just going to be a stalemate. So I feel like we're taking a turn like Salt Lake last year when they decided that we're just going to focus on Heather's black eye instead of Jen Shaw, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on Juan and Robin, which is a very big thing, especially with all the shit that Juan's done with the. With school and with the women, like yep. that's captivating. Talk about that. I don't care. I do not care about Wendy and NECA. That whole thing is not good TV. It doesn't I matter. Think it could be good TV. How? Tell, I, paint it. Paint it how? 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 That's me over here. Paint it how? But I do think that it could be, and I think it's putting too much on a newcomer in NECA I think that's to try idea. to support that. She doesn't know how to play the game. She might think that she knows how to play the game, but you can tell during the argument that she has with Wendy, with everybody there, this is a prime opportunity to start showing up and throwing things out there, throw allegations. I don't care what you're going to throw out there. But instead, she's too focused on like phone records and this and that. And it's messy. It's, it's not succinct. There's nothing going on there, and there's not enough for us to grasp onto. And, ne- and Wendy's not going to give you shit. 
So it's just too hard to get through all of this because there's not enough substance there. I feel like if they could do it, if Wendy could open up a little bit more and NECA could actually have some proof and maybe, I don't know, maybe you just have a sit down, in, like a call to her sister where she, or her cousin-in-law rather, where she sits down and just runs through everything. Wouldn't that Give be us all much the easier? That would be much easier. Instead, she's got her phone in her hands looking at phone records. Well, you know, bring, doesn't her, make any sense. bring her on the show. Yeah, she's, she's a little too lawyery, I think. She, that might be the problem. Yeah, maybe. Let's jump into the episode. We start out with Ashley and Mia, and they're shopping to go to Austin. And this is where I wrote down, nobody wants to go. We get the confessionals of everybody saying how miserable this is going to be, how they don't want to be around anybody. Then they start talking about the NECA and Wendy's situation. Everybody seems to be on Team NECA, which, look, this is my problem with it all. It's all hearsay. It's all he said, she said. Even when we get to the phone records later, again, like you said, they're confusing as shit. Mm -hmm. Ashley even breaks it down. So they called in the 2nd, the 4th, and the 7th for how long? What's this call log? If Ashley's getting involved with details, you know you've got something wrong there. Yeah, but my big problem with this scene, and I wrote it down in my journal... Everything feels so produced. They are standing in this store trying to find things to say about this situation, and everybody's saying the same thing. I believe NECA, and Wendy's wrong. Wendy's got to be lying, and I believe NECA because she was she spoke with conviction. That's why I believe her. She spoke with conviction. Do you know how many lies we've seen on this show where people have conviction? There was a man that lied about having cancer, Yeah, and he was very convincing. I'm not saying that I don't believe NECA. But what I am saying is it's very easy for her to come onto the show and she already had an idea of what her storyline was going to be. So she was able to sit there and practice and rehearse and say, all right, this is what I'm going to boil it down to. So you could speak anything with conviction. Yeah. I could spend the next week talking about how I'm now a Cowboys fan and I would have people convinced that I switched allegiances. Yeah, that's my point. And I get here's my take on it. All right. Between Wendy and NECA, this is my take. Okay. Both can be true. I do believe that NECA used Wendy to try to get onto the show. Yes. I do not think that that's a bad thing. People saying it's thirsty. How do you get on these shows 90% of the time? You're a friend of. Somebody helps you get on the show. If she's lobbying to try to get on the show, who gives a shit? Agreed. I don't care. And then on the flip side, yeah, I believe that Wendy's mom said some shit. Or her sister-in-law. Or whoever's getting involved now because there's now 15 family members involved and I don't know who said what. I believe that happened. I believe both things to be true. I think these two need to sit down and just be like, hey, I'm sorry that my mom said some shit and I called you a clout chaser. Guess what? All of these women have called other women on the show a clout chaser at some point or another. So you're just joining the crew. We're all clout chasers. You and I are clout chasers. We're sitting here talking about it, getting listeners. Like, fucking get over it. Everybody that's so focused on this, and it's only the people on the show because the reception of this argument is not going well. Yeah. Nobody cares. This is not a focal point for the season. You need to move on quickly or this show is going to flounder. It's getting very, very close to being a bust of a season. Last year wasn't great. This They needed to have a good season, and it's weird to me that their focus this season wants to be on a newcomer. Like you said earlier, I think that is a very risky play, yeah, it's, and I don't think it's going to work. It's low-hanging fruit because nobody's you can attack a newcomer because they don't know what they're doing and you can try to exploit the way that they got on the show, whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, like we're not emotionally attached to NECA yet. No. We don't have any like, and I, uh, to be fair, 
equally do not care about Wendy because Wendy's never been captivating. Wendy has never shown anything to me that says, oh, I fully support that. Like when Candace goes off the rails and she starts making these crazy insults to people, I stand behind Candace because I like Candace a lot because I've learned to enjoy when she's on the screen. Mm -hmm. That's something that you can only get because you watch them for years. A newcomer coming into the show and starting all this shit up, that's not going to be a good focal point. And I feel like the only reason they're doing it is because producers realize we're not going to get shit out of Robin and Juan. We're, this is this is a tailor-made thing for the show. We can get everybody to try to chime in. We had a nice sit-down in the first episode. Yep. You got nothing out of it. Okay, what do we try next? Let's go do pickleball, and Juan will show up there. Nothing came of that. Instead, it was just Wendy and NECA stuff, because again, we're not getting anything out of the main storyline that it's supposed to be. So I f- I'm hoping this is just a holdover. I'm hoping everybody realizes we're not going to get anywhere from this. And I think what you said in the beginning of this is true. Two things can be true. Wendy... Or rather, NECA used Wendy to get on the show and said that she knew Wendy a little bit better. Sure. Wendy saying that she didn't know NECA is bullshit, and we already know that. And she may also want NECA off the show because she wants to be the only one on the show and she doesn't, or the only Nigerian on the show. That could be also true. Everything can be true. But is it that captivating? Do I really want to watch this on TV every week? No, I don't care. No, you know why? Because they're both on the show. Yes. How you got there is irrelevant to me. I do want to hear more from Nick, um, Wendy's mom, though. Dude, that <laughs> thunderous? That's the what I wrote it down. We'll get there. Yeah, I know. I agree. And the next thing I want to talk about is Mia and G. And they go to therapy. And this was a wild scene. So we find out I still don't think that we're allowed to see these things. I should we shouldn't be allowed to see no. these things. But they're talking about she, I guess, was very close to filing for divorce, and things have gotten rocky ever since the the fallout from the business stuff, which I get, you know, there was a lot of moving parts there. And this relationship to us, at least seemed like it was financially based early on. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that would throw a big wrench into your life. Plus your lifestyle has changed. And then we find out what happened after the fact. Then yeah, there's a lot they're dealing with because I guess they made a sale of a company or something. That part's confusing. They made a sale of some sort and their lawyer that was working with them on the sale held some of that money in escrow Ended up stealing that money. Mm-hmm. G reported him, as you should. Yep. He got disbarred and committed suicide. So now they're dealing with the fallout from that. And Mia's talking about, you know, was it worth it? You know, obviously not. Like, money's not more important than a life. But at the same time, if somebody steals, you know, six it's figures not, from Yeah, me, but it's not their fault that that guy committed absolutely suicide. Absolutely not. Afterwards. It's not. And but I, it's easy, easy to say from this seat. Sure. Like having to deal with the fact that you were in some way related to that incident. Yeah. Like, no, it's not your fault by any stretch of the imagination. You had nothing to do with it. That And like Robin says later, if he stole from you, like that's not the only time that he's done this. Like, right. It was going to come out eventually. There's a reason why he stole from you. It's probably other debts Correct. that were incurring and he had to do it and so on and We've so forth. We've seen the Tom Girardi playbook. We know how this yeah. shit works. But their big disconnect, and I think that this probably is what led to their downfall, because as we know, they're no longer together is she wants to focus on family. When it comes to the business as well, she does not want to put the money before their kids' cousins and uncles and aunts. Like She wants them to have that relationship and not ruin it based on the family business, whereas G, he is 100% business Mm -hmm. all the time. I'm going to get what's mine. I don't care who they are, whether they're my family or not. They owe me. I'm going 100%, and they seem very disconnected on that, and I think that plays in also to their lawyer, the guy that stole from them, because I think in her mind, it's like we shouldn't have taken it that far, which is also not true. And in his mind, he's like, no, I did what was right. 
But let's keep trucking. We get to Austin finally, and there's not a whole lot more to talk about here that we haven't touched on. We get some weird pie analogy, which I still don't really understand. Robin's pie is in the freezer. but When it comes to Karen and her analogies, I don't think anybody understands them. She does. Her half of her pie is in the freezer, and half of half of her pie is in the fridge. But that's what I don't. Did she throw out the other half of the pie? I don't know where the other half. Where is it? Did she eat it? The quarter. The other quarter went. I don't know. There's there's a half and two quarters. Yeah, there's three quarters of a pie missing. Where is it? No, there's a quarter in the freezer. A quarter in the freezer. Oh, she didn't reference. Maybe move it to the fridge, and like it's ready to go, and that that's friendship. Dry freeze. I got it like this. This is going to be a really funny segment. Honestly, this just goes to show you how shitty the episode was. Talking about pie. Let's talk about the pie. Yep. Because my idea of the pie is that she threw out the first half. Okay. She said, you know what? We're not going to be friends. I'm done with that. Half of your pie is gone. I'm I gave it away. the other half. I'm freezing the other half in hopes that maybe I can thaw it out and enjoy it someday. So she thawed half of it. Half of the half. So she thawed a quarter. And then, yes, she took a quarter out. But I don't. I think that quarter has also been thrown out. So there's only a quarter there's, left. There's in the a freezer. quarter left in the freezer, and that's in the hopes that you know we can be friends at some point in time. She and said, I'm hoping. "When you confess, I will thaw your pie." Yes. Okay. But the other three quarters of the pie, Are I think, gone. is gone. Did she eat it? I think she. No, gave it away she said or she's not going to put her pie in her mouth. Yes. That's so I think she, she threw it out. Okay. So her pie is thrown away, and there's a quarter in the freezer. I think. I think what she's saying is Robin has one last chance to be friends. Yeah, I think that that's okay. Cool. We broke that's it down. What the quarter is. there. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. But she's saving it, and that, that can stay in the freezer it. as long as you want. It depends. That's up to Robin. You got to. What's up with pies expiration dates? Can somebody dig into that? Yeah. How long can you freeze a pie for? I think you can do it for. I mean, people do wedding cakes, as we saw with Patricia. She's got the queen or the uh, the king's wedding cake, right? Yeah. So you can keep a wedding cake in the freezer for a long time. So pie should not be any different. I would think so. All right. I'm glad we so broke pie, this down yeah. so successfully. We sound really smart right now. <laughs> I'm happy that we did that. I also have a nice little funny tidbit. Again, this episode sucked. I snuck into that pool in Austin. That that one that they were Stop at. Stop it. Yeah. I was, on a, I was on a bachelor party a couple years ago. We did not stay in that hotel. We stayed in an Airbnb outside of the city. Riding scooters around, you know, as people do in Austin. How many times did you crash that scooter? Four. <laughs> Four, yeah. The one was really funny. It was, I was going to, uh, I think it's Fifth Street or whatever. It's like a little bit off the beaten path and there's potholes everywhere. I mean, people complain about Philly potholes all the time. The potholes there were really rough and at least this isn't much of a scooter city. You can't be riding scooters around with potholes. It's terrible, but this was my fault. I was heading back. The Eagles played on Thursday night. I was heading back from the main bar area going to a sidebar area by myself. I had my phone in my hand while I was riding with the scooter and was texting. Try I think I was tracking a location of one of my friends and I went head like over the fucking handlebars. Oh god. And I was fine. Thank God. People but I was really hurt for I those know. things. But I rolled. I, I know how to fall. You know, they, you, they oh, talk about like Joel and B doesn't know how to fall and he had to take jujitsu. I, I was just born with so that. So did Tua. Yeah, Tua did too. Yeah. I was just born with that skill. It's a great skill. So I rolled in the middle of the street and I was dying laughing and one of my friends walked over and saw it and that was pretty much the last time that I fell. But I did fall three times before that. Get back to the part where you snuck into the pool. Oh, right. The pool. Yeah. <laughs> so so we were yeah, we were there and we wanted to go to a rooftop pool. We found the hotel. It was this hotel. 
And you have to have a pass to get to the top. You cannot access the pool unless you're staying at the hotel. And even if you're staying at the hotel, I think you do have to like pay for some sort of pool pass on yeah, top to of it. keep degenerates like you out yeah. of the pool. And we had gone to a barcade earlier that day, so I was already feeling myself. It was maybe about two in the afternoon. A couple of us got onto the hotel or onto the elevator, and we were talking to people who were actually staying there, and they scanned their pass to get us to the top. Oh, that's nice. Got to the top, and I got up there. We had one drink, and then we got kicked out. Oh, you did? Yeah, they found out that we didn't belong there. Oh, at least you got to have a drink. That's kind of I didn't cool. have swim trunks on. I guess that was... I think my... That's the caveat? Yeah, dude. I immediately turned around. I'm like, what? I have to wear swim trunks to just be up here? I just want to be up here and enjoy myself. And like, we know that you don't stay here. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, let's get back to the episode. Nice little tangent there. But uh, I want to talk about the elephant in the room, and that's the Candace and Giselle thing. And I'm still confused why Giselle thinks she has a leg to stand on here. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because comparing what... Candace said to you, and yes, it was it was harsh. She came on strong, but let's also remember why. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I understand that words cut deep, and you shouldn't say certain things. Cell doesn't care about why. No, I know it's just that's a reason. The that's the whole thing that's yeah. funny. Is she's just like, oh, you said something. You could have said anything. She's like, now you've scorned me. Now I'm in the right. That's now what she's yeah, using it as. And it's not even like we broke even. It's now I'm in the right. Yeah, now I'm right. You're yeah. wrong. And it's like, no, let's break this fight down again because what you did was try to paint Chris Bassett as a sexual predator, which is deplorable. Like, that is something that can ruin a life. It affected his business. He lost, what did he say, like, upwards of 30 grand. He yep. lost out on jobs that one year because of for her. For a storyline for a TV show. That was not true. Yeah. That we got video evidence of being untrue. Ugh. And then in this episode, she said, I couldn't believe that she said it. Like, in her confessional, she goes, he made me go into a bedroom and close the door. That is such a depraved way of painting what actually happened because you're saying that intentionally to make it sound gross again. She also refuted her own claim on the reunion last I year. Know. She said that that didn't happen. So to you, for her to go back to this again, and like, I'm not going to go down this path again. I refuse to. And if that's the way the show is going, dude, like put a nail in the coffin because this shit's over and it's already teetering. So I hope that they don't go to that. But I just needed to talk about it again because the fact that Giselle thinks that she has any room to not be cool with Candace, Candace is the one that was scorned here. Yep. She said some fucked up shit to you. You tried to ruin her husband's life and in turn ruin her life. So that's not the same thing. So get over yourself. It's not a fun little thing like, ooh, I'm being difficult. Like, it's fucking annoying. And this whole show's annoying right now. And that breaks my heart. It really, really stinks. It does suck because this was your number one show for know, a long man. time. And I will say this about Candace. Candace's reaction to this is a genuine, normal person reaction. Yep. If anybody did this to your family, to your husband specifically, you're going to have this reaction. You're done with that person because that person will only bring you trouble. Period. So just cut them off entirely. Yes, we're on the same TV show, but I don't have to interact with you. I don't have to act like I'm nice. What Giselle wants is the normal housewife reaction where something bad happens. And then you know what? You kind of you go to a sound bath and you try to figure it out and everything's okay. And then you're good for like six, seven episodes and then something else happens. That's what Giselle expects. So I think Giselle's surprised by Candace completely cutting her off and she doesn't know what to do. I We talked about this with Nicole and Anthony on Miami. I think maybe Candace and Chris just need to move on and get off this show. I know, man. Because you're too normal for the show. Yeah, I wonder what other show they could go on. Like, we haven't even seen Chris this year, and I talked to him. Candace could probably go to Atlanta. We talked about that before. Yeah, she, she's got ties there, especially with the music industry. Yep. That would make sense. I talked and we to, talked to Chris about other husbands, and he likes a lot of the husbands from Atlanta. Yeah, too, so. we also talked to him, and he's like purposely like, yeah, I, I didn't fuck with the season like after yeah. last year, which... <laughs> Who can fault him? Yeah, understandable. I know there's going to be people like begging for him. You're telling 
other people that he needs to be on the TV show because he signed up for this and you're a husband for the housewife. It's like, no. He went through the ringer. He went through it. There, yeah. If you can't see that, then you're an idiot. Yeah, he's he's good for a year at least. But the last thing that we need to talk about, and we can move on from this very, very sad episode, the NECA and Wendy stuff at the end. And we've already discussed it for the most part. There's not much more to say. I just I wrote it down verbatim so we can get it right. What Wendy's mom said in a post, and Wendy thought it'd be a good idea to read this in her defense of not doing witchcraft or voodoo or putting curses on people in shrines, was holy ghost fire and thunderstorms on your mom and dad. Holy ghost fire and thunderstorms, to me, implies a threat. And Ashley says that. That sounds kind of threatening. It really does. I don't know if I, you know, if I'm taking a dig at somebody and I say holy ghost fire... Holy Ghost fire by itself is, is daunting. Is daunting, but it's okay because I feel like the Holy Ghost is usually referenced with fire sometimes, at least in the Bible. So it's that's part of it's okay. But once you bring a thunder, you're done. Well, thunderstorms bring in a thunderstorm fire. You can't have fire during a thunderstorm. That just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So yes, that is not good evidence on your own behalf. I thought that was an interesting. <laughs> I do appreciate that she's like, I'm just going to read it and get out of the way. Yeah. Damning evidence, though. It is. It's not a positive thing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want that on anybody. But I literally wrote at the end of this, you know, they had the Sip and See event, which is interesting that I, I believe her name is pronounced LeBay. Mm-hmm. LeBay, I don't want to get that wrong. LeBay. But she was invited to the Sip and See that we saw on Potomac uh, a couple of years ago, and we didn't get to see her on screen at the time. But it is weird that Wendy referenced, if I want my kid to grow up like somebody... It's Lebe, who is a proud Nigerian. She stands in culture, stands in belief, things, and like all positive things about Neka's cousin-in-law. So that's weird. There's definitely more here, but that's the thing. Nobody questioned whether there was or not. And now there's receipts coming out that there's text messages from two years ago, and they might have known each other. And again, who cares about this storyline? I would love for you, our audience, to sound off. Maybe I'll put a poll up if you care, because I don't. No. I really, truly don't. Again, I think it's just a holdover because nobody else, like what you said earlier, nobody else is talking to anyone. No, no one's talking. These, this is the only interaction that we're getting. This is the only quote-unquote drama that we're getting. Again, I do think that if they did it correctly, and they being the two people on the show that are involved in this, if they went about it the right way, there could be something there. It's not going to be that great, but there could be something there. Right now, it just sucks. But no one else is talking to anyone, and we're not getting anything on Juan, Juan and Robin. So until then, what are we supposed to do? This is it, I guess. Great. Can't wait for next week. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. But on a much brighter note, let's get to Southern Charm because this was a fantastic episode. It's been a fantastic season. It has not disappointed one week. It is a show that I genuinely look forward to watching week in and week out. And I gotta gotta give them props. JT's shredded. Did oh, you yeah. expect that? No. I didn't not at expect all. that at all. Yeah. And Dev watched it before me. She texted me and said, Whoa, 
JT is shredded. And I watched it today and I was like, yeah, he is. Gotta give him props. You gotta give him props because under those vineyard vines, sweaters, and those finance bro vests, my man shredded. So good for you, JT. Good for you, JT. Yeah. We're happy for We're you. We're happy for you. But they're talking about Jamaica. It's him and J-Rod, which I love that. I'm going to call no, it J- J-Rod is the two of them. Oh, it's like Team J-Rod. Like Car <laughs> Ramrod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I didn't get that. I thought it. Oh, he's saying like J Rod. Oh, that makes it so much yeah, worse. It makes it so much funnier. Oh, that makes it so much better. Oh and man, worse. you thought he was calling him J Rod? Yeah, I like oh, that. That's great. I, like, I can call him J Rod because I get confused because we got to say Rod and Rodrigo. So I like the name, you know, two different people. I was like, I mean, you can, you can merge Rod and JT and J Rod. I like J Rod, but anyway, that's funnier that it's like a team up. But they're talking about Jamaica, and Rod is saying he's on the fence because of Olivia, and it's going to be awkward because Austin's there, and she's going to be walking around in a bikini, and he shot his shot earlier and whiffed. It's a cash trip, dude. Like, just go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the the dynamics between everybody else in the cast are so much more fucked up than you swinging and missing with Olivia. Like, there's a lot more awkwardness than you guys. On a normal level, I do understand where he's coming from. Totally. But yeah, again, yeah. cast trip. Just go, dude. This isn't normal. This is also, it's going to be torture for JT because Taylor's already texting Shep. JT was. JT has to go there and watch Taylor walk around. I mean, he's in love. Dude, he was hard to watch this episode because of his little chime-ins and confessionals. This episode. I told... Look, when push comes to shove, at the end of this season, JT has played a pivotal part, and he's done a very good job in his role. Whether you like him or not, and I know he's good, dude. You can't say he's not good for the show. Yes, I can. He's he's not playing a pivotal part. He, he just has, like... Very desperate and sad little quips that he has in confessionals. Sure. That doesn't keep the story going. It does, because he calls thing, it out in front of people. The only thing he's done the entire season is do the Taylor she- or Taylor stayed over at Austin's house. That was the only thing he's done all season. I think the rest I, of it's just sad. I think it's <laughs> not I pivotal. Put a poll out for this one. I think that more people will be on my team, and I'm going to. Do it. I know what you're going to say. Well, everyone else is stupid. You've done this in the past and it's been proven wrong. You can go ahead and do it. We'll put this out there. We'll find out. We're going to find out from you guys because you know better. But the next scene we get is... We're the Bravo experts. According to some. (laughs) But the next scene we get Craig and... I almost said Crage. Craig. Craig. How how would you say Craig and Paige? Just don't. Craig. You don't have to. Why? Why? Because of J-Rod? Now you want to do it for everybody? (laughs) You didn't even know what J-Rod meant until two minutes ago. Now you want to do it for everyone? Pecan. Ew. <laughs> no? No pecan? No. Paige Conover. Pecan. Craig Conover. Paige DeSorbo. Uh, C-Sorb. Are you done? Are you done with me? I've been done. Okay, cool. Since you started uh, this. Well, they're FaceTiming, and Craig inv- <laughs> invites Paige to this Jamaica trip. The whole point of the trip to Jamaica was so that everybody could get to know Paige better. So he invited everybody else. They're all in. Before he invited Paige. Correct. And Paige can't go because she has work and can't... I felt bad, but, like, I get it. I did, too. And I, I don't fault anybody here. No. Like, she's got to work. Yeah, I get it. You can't go to Jamaica on a week's notice. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So maybe in the future, check before you plan this trip around her. But everyone else is in, which is interesting. Like, the whole group is going, which I was actually excited about. But the next thing we get is JT shopping with Shep for the Jamaica trip. And this is where, like you said, it's sad because, you know, Shep, JT takes it upon himself to insert himself into this situation a lot. And he's doing it 
from the guise of, I'm just really good friends with her and I'm looking out for her. But we all see through it. It's like you're desperately in love with this woman and she's not giving you a shot. And it gets much worse, I think, because Shep talks about this text message, this booty call from Taylor. Yep. She, I mean, it doesn't get more up front than that that he text. even censored the text message i know it literally says i was i was so surprised when i actually saw the screenshot i was too I was like, wait a minute one i can't believe that taylor said that that's crazy two i can't believe that shep censored it while talking to somebody else like another guy i it literally said are you good and he said huh i suppose she said i'm talking about that dick yep Good God. And then when he says, it's like, again, Shep took the high road, which is shocking. He's like, I don't think it's a good idea. She uses Austin and goes, that's fine. I'll just stay at Austin's instead. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Taylor. I'm done giving Taylor a pass. It's hard to give her a pass anymore. Because I've been trying to go on this, okay, like nobody really knows what she's going through. It must have been mental torture to date Shep and go through all of that. You know, let's give her a little bit of time to figure this out. I'm done. She's putting uh, it, herself so in fucking bad. bad spots now. Like, here's the thing. All right. I will give somebody a pass for a certain amount of time. When you have had discussions with pretty much everybody in this group and everybody's told you, JT took you on a picnic yeah, and told you you're being an idiot and did it gently. You've talked to everybody and everyone said, stop, take a step back. I don't know what's going on with you, but it's not pretty. Let's figure it out. You can go through some shit. You can make some mistakes, but then you get to a confessional with Taylor. She's like, I don't regret it. I got shot down. But I had a connection with this guy. What's wrong with a booty call with somebody you used to love? A lot. A lot's wrong with it because you're muddying the waters. The problem with it is I can even say that I understand the booty call. Obviously, it's weird and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But if you just kept it at that, that's one thing. If you texted Shep and obviously you had a very interesting, weird night that you don't really understand and it's very confusing up in the mountains and you ended up waking up in his bed... If the byproduct from that is now you're texting Shep and saying, what's good with that dick? Or, I'm sorry. I, I can kind of get that. She said, I'm asking dick-wise. Oh, I'm asking dick-wise. Okay. Same thing. I want to make sure I get it. Right. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fair. I, I appreciate that. Attention to detail by you. Yeah, good yeah. job. If she did that and that was the byproduct, I, I understand that. But once you use Austin as emotional manipulation against Shep because he turned you down for something that you shouldn't be asking in the first place, that's when it gets really bad. That's when, when it's deplorable behavior. When Shep is the moral compass, that's a problem. Yeah. When he's making the correct decisions for your relationship moving forward and for you personally, like he's looking out for Taylor here, which is hysterical. He's looking out for himself, too. Yeah. But he's also doing right by her. No, this is a bad idea. All right, cool. I'm going to go fuck Austin. That's pretty much what you're saying. You didn't, but that's what you're saying to Shep. And now you're throwing a bigger wrench into those two who are trying to figure it out. She is a wrecking ball. She really is. And it needs to settle down. Great TV. Does it need to? Yeah, I was going to say, a TV (laughs) standpoint does not need to settle down. Keep it going. Yeah. But- as far as life goes, you're digging a pretty deep hole, and that shovel's getting dull. How do you like that one? You're going to have people start standing for Shep and saying that he's a good moral compass. For I still will thing. not. I won't, ever. I said people. People, not me. Yep. Because I'm not a sheeple. You're not a sheeple. I'm no sheeple. But <laughs> at the end of this scene, JT's like, maybe it's like three strikes and you're out. It's like, you're still on Team Taylor. How, bro? My guy. I mean, I know we've... He gets ro- nervous we've around ro- her. He gets a little sweaty on the plane around her. Oh, my God. I couldn't... But like, I just don't get like, JT, move on, dude. You have like, to. Like, I know that you've been going through this. 
I get it. It's really, really tough to watch from our perspective. But you have so much at your disposal where people are showing you all the things that Taylor's doing, and you're still trying? You're still on her side. You're on her side. Well, he's on her side because he's, like, blinded by love. No, I get that. But, like, dude, she just swung and missed with her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her. She has also been canoodling with Austin. She is doing this with... And here's the other thing, okay? Because you've now gotten so involved with Shep and Austin and Taylor and this weird triangle that's going on, if this all he's falls apart... not even apart, in the triangle. No, he's not. Those okay, two, all right. No, no, no. Yeah, he's, okay. he's separate. The triangle is Shep, Austin, and Taylor. Yeah. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. He's point but, D about 25 meters yeah, that he's way. over here. But because of that, let's say by some crazy stroke of luck, you're the last man in Charleston and she gives you a shot... You're out of the group. Yeah. You can't then, like, you can't date her. I, that's where I'm confused. Like, how does this end well for you? In what world is this going to work out? Even if she's, didn't, like, if she's down, what happens next? Are you guys off the show now? Because I don't see how you move forward. Maybe it's so outlandish that if it happened, the rest of the group would be like, okay, whatever. I think that it would just be, yeah, I mean, if they dated, I don't think anybody on the cast would lose any sleep over them being Austin off the show. would be livid. Because he has that weird thing. He has this weird sense of, I don't want to say ownership. Well, with Olivia, because Olivia is dating a guy now. So if JT and Taylor were to start dating, I mean, who knows? Maybe Austin fell for another pretty girl and let him ruin his life. Self aware in this episode. And that takes us to the next scene because we get to go to his therapist. I don't want to, because we obviously don't know her, you know, her volume of work and who she's worked with and helped. I don't think she's great with Austin, her, his I, therapist. I had a thought about it. Because it's You have to find a therapist that's going to be okay with cameras in there. Right. That's one part. The other part is, and I wrote this down, does the therapist watch the show? Because that's also a big part. That would be a big part. And the other thing is, like, I feel like she gives him a lot of leeway, where it should be like, yeah, you probably... Hard truths. Yeah, you, you shouldn't talk to Olivia anymore. Maybe she did. I mean, this is the thing. Like, we've seen, obviously, Austin's going through all this fucking shit. But we've seen a really, really bad Austin in the past. Yeah. Maybe she already did that. And now this is just kind of like the check-ins of what's going on now. What's How does this make you feel? And we, we kind of missed all the hard truths. But if she really knew him, she wouldn't say, trust your gut. Because his gut's always wrong. He even says it. I don't trust myself. Yeah. Like he gets, and this is where I got to give him credit because he's self-aware enough to be like, I'm usually wrong when I go with my intuition. Like, I probably shouldn't trust my intuition. I get blinded by pretty girls, and I want to get involved, and then I get to a point where I'm like, whoops, and then I do something dumb. I'm just going to go out and say it right now. Any of these therapists that we see on these shows that allow cameras in there, we always have questions about them. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's a very personal thing, and it's like your job. It almost... They're shitty at their jobs. They're, They're bad. They're all... None of them. We have not seen one therapist that's like, that's a good therapist. Well, here's why. I feel like she's enabling him. Like she it's is. an enabling relationship where it's like you should, where he's like, I want to maintain that friendship with Olivia, but keep it platonic. She should be like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because of your history together. Unless and she still doesn't have know. She might not know. She only knows what Austin's willing to tell her. That's true. Austin could be going into these therapy sessions and not telling her everything. It does not seem like that's the case. She seems to know most of the information because he's also damning himself. He's telling her, like, yeah, I'm not great at this. Yeah. I I would just say any of these therapists that are willing to go on TV, especially on Bravo, they're probably not good at their job. I I think it's fair. And I'm I'm going to say it. Maybe she's great with other patients, but I don't think she's handling Austin well. 
But anyway, we get Madison going to the OBGYN. She's trying to get pregnant again with Brett. So this looks like her last hurrah in Jamaica, which is, you know, a cool scene that she's expanding her family. She seems to be happy enough with Brett. We like Brett. Brett's a, Brett's a winner, even though yep. he's, he's gone a lot. But uh, he seems like a good dude. But moving on from there, we get Taylor and Leva at Republic. And this is where Leva questions her about the text message. She's like, how are things going? And Taylor's like, oh, fine, I guess. And she's like, no, but like, how are things going? Like, <laughs> I heard some shit. And this is where Taylor's like, I don't feel bad. It's not a mistake. It's like, well, it is. It's a huge mistake. Yeah. It's a very big mistake. And Leva is sweet enough to be like, mm, maybe just be careful. But in the confessional, she's like, this is a Taylor that I don't know. And I think we can all say that. Not- you think that because it's a new Taylor that nobody knows that everybody's kind of afraid to just tell her how they feel about that's these it, things? Yeah. Because I think that's what Taylor's missing in these situations. She doesn't have anybody. I mean, she had Olivia for a little while there. She doesn't have anybody close to her to tell her, stop doing what you're doing. Stop it. Figure it the fuck out. Yeah, not Because you look like an absolute moron. You look like an idiot. And all of your actions are saying, hey, I'm an idiot. Look at me. And everybody knows about it. And we know this in this in this whole group of friends. Everybody, Everything's so incestual. All the text messages that are shared, even if it's a one-on-one text, gets sent to somebody else. Yep. If it's a nude that's sent to Whitney, he's going to share it. Yep. You should know at this point. And it seems like not only does she know that everything that she says is going to come back on her, she accepts it. Somebody needs to sit her down and be like, you're a moron. She what seems, are you doing? She seems to be okay with people talking shit. I don't know how she got to that point. I don't either, because that's not a tale that we saw in no. the past. So it's just, it's weird behavior. And again, she gets no more passes now because people have brought it to her attention. And she mm-hmm. keeps making dumb decisions. But she's clearly going through something. I don't know if it's Shep related or men related in general. You know, she was scorned by Shep and then she went and she fell for Austin a little bit and then he was out. So maybe it's just now she's like grasping at straws, so to speak. Could be. But it's just a tough look. And I think that Olivia paints it very well. She's talking to her mom about the trip and you know she's nervous to go for obvious reasons and she's like well if you talk to taylor and olivia's like no she's not ready to talk to taylor because taylor does not get how deep this is and i think that's the best way to put it olivia feels like her best friend stabbed her in the back yep and she did and that's the problem and that's a very deep rooted issue that's a friendship built on trust that has now been destroyed that takes a long time if ever to repair and even then it's never going to be the same Taylor does not understand the gravity of what she did, I don't think. And I think that that is obvious with how she's dealing with everything. Mm -hmm. I think that she sees Austin getting a pass and she's like, well, this isn't that big of a deal. Olivia and Austin are cool again. It's like, you need to get off of the fact that you think this is about you and Austin. It's not. The issue is you lied to Olivia about it. Yes, it's an Austin situation initially, But the big problem here is the lack of trust. And then you go out and say stupid shit like I'm going to go to Austin's then after booty calling Shep and it not working. You're now throwing him back into this for Olivia to find out and be like, well, if you said that there was nothing there and everything's over, why are you using him to make Shep jealous? There's so many things here that Taylor doesn't understand. And Olivia's like, yeah, I'm not cool with her. We're not ready to talk because she doesn't get it. And for all intents and purposes... She does not get it. She doesn't get it. And I also completely agree with Olivia. You do not want this Taylor back in your life. If you know what's going on and you see these text messages and you see all the actions that she's been doing and all the terrible, terrible decisions that she's been making, why would you want that person back in your life? I don't know. 
Olivia's life is a roller coaster right now. Yeah, There's so many on. things going on. She needs to distance herself from people who are going to make terrible decisions like that and emotional decisions, which it looks like that's what Taylor's been doing. Yep. If you can remove yourself from that situation entirely, you're going to do it. And she is. And that's doing a it. smart move. And she's talking to her mom who understands that. Yep. That is a good thing to lean on. Taylor is just all over the fucking place. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and distance myself from that person because what's going to happen? If Taylor has an issue or if I have an issue with something that Taylor says in Jamaica, then all of a sudden she's going to be throwing Austin back in my face. Then all of a sudden she's going to be talking about Shep. Get the hell out of there. Do, do not get near that because guess what? She's got JT built in. JT will sit down at lunch with her or breakfast with her the next day when she makes a terrible decision. And he will be hating himself because he's madly in love with her. But at least she has somebody to talk to. You don't have to worry about that. Worry about yourself. Well said. Well said indeed. But moving on from there, we get the gym scene with Austin and Craig. And this is where... (coughs) And this is where it's tough for me to be Team Austin at all. Because while he is seemingly more self-aware to a certain extent, during this scene, he's talking to Craig, and he's like, yeah, Olivia called me last night. We talked for a while. Like, I love being able to chat with her at night. She called about, like, 11 o'clock. There's implications there, mm-hmm. right? There's implications when you are talking to somebody at a certain time of night for a certain duration. That's different than a friendship, especially when you've been romantic in the past, and you also told this girl within the past month that you loved her still. So there's a lot there, and I don't think that he understands that. He sees this as, I want to be friends with her. Craig... Thank God is quick to point out, do you really think this is a good idea? Do you really think it's smart to be friends with your ex, as he talks about all the time, because of where it might lead? And that's why you don't hang out with exes. And we see like the highlight reel of like bad shit happening with like, we talk, let's talk about Craig and Naomi last season. That was a disaster. And Craig didn't want to be part of it. So like, he's totally right here. I think that that's the issue with Austin is he wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. And you can't do that. You can't be friends with her like this because there's implications there and there always will be. Maybe in a year or two, when shit's mellowed out, you guys can be friendly. But being there for her should be solely based on trying to get her on her feet again after her brother passed away. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be more than that because it's going to lead to questions. And we see it play out later in real time. And that'll take us right to Jamaica which I do want to talk about the flight real quick because of the JT comment. And also, did you see who was taking pictures out of the goddamn window? And I've talked about this before. Rod. Rod. Why? Why? You're flying over a beach. Has anybody a beautiful scene? ever once, ever, when you're on Instagram and you see a story of somebody on a fucking airplane taking a video out the window, has anybody ever replied to that story and went, ooh, or beautiful? One or time. anything? Maybe once. One time. Did you? Fly? No, I didn't do it. No, God, no. Like me? I'm asleep, probably. If you're flying over, like... No, no, no. This person was flying over the link. Okay. Saying, go birds. That's different. But there's, there's substance. I'm in on that. There's a subject there. Yes. Okay? Just taking a video out the window of a cloud is not art. But maybe it wasn't the cloud. Maybe they were about to land, and it was the beach, and he was saying, you know, wheels up to Jamaica. I don't know, dude. The only way I'll give it any life is if he's making a travel reel and he's getting the landing. And that's like the start of like, oh, we're in Jamaica. And then like, boop, boop. And then it boops over to something else. Them getting off the plane. It's just like a collaboration, like a montage. Fine. If it's just a goddamn cloud and he's posting it to his story and wants people to be like, ooh, you're flying? Where are you going? That's That's what I think is my problem. It's like, are we supposed to be enamored with the fact that you're on an airplane? They've been around for a long time. Lots of people fly. I know everybody has Unless you're flying private. 
I don't need to see any That's pictures. That's my point. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And even private, I don't because now you're rubbing it in my face and I don't appreciate it. How about that? That's where I stand on taking the pictures. <laughs> airplanes have been allow- around for a very long time. You used to be able to smoke on airplanes. Yeah, those it used are to the be days. be a proper society. Yeah, it used to be a real party up there, 30,000 feet, yeah. cranking a heater. That was that was the good life. Days. Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> where was I? We're in Jamaica, and Austin and Olivia are vibing immediately. They're drinking, they're joking, they're laughing with each other. The funniest shit to me, first of all, the check-in was absurd. I'm with Craig there. Like, get, I'm a very, and this goes back to travel in general, I'm an efficient traveler. You traveled with me. Yep. I don't like to fuck around. I'm also not an asshole on the plane, despite what you might think from my rants about airplanes. I keep to myself. I'm very respectful. I just want to get through security. I even know the trick to get through security faster. I told you. If you, And this is a tip to anybody that lives in Philly. If you're flying out of the Philly airport, and if you're going through C or D or E, and you go to their security line, and that shit's backed all the way up, go outside, walk all the way down to A. That A gate is 99% of the time very quick moving. You can get through there, and then you bop down to your gate in the concourse. There's your tip. But regardless... The check-in was ridiculous. Get your key, get to your goddamn room so you can start the activity. Well, did you love uh, Craig sitting there with the bartender as soon as he got there talking about everybody? That was so funny. <laughs> He's just spilling the tea to the bartenders. Like, well, yeah, that one over there, they actually hooked up a little while ago. There's an issue going on over there. Right? You know, who knows? Yeah, this will be an exciting trip. All right, see you guys. <laughs> Those two over there, you know, they're in love, but they used to date a long time ago. They're probably going to get into a fight tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. All right, have a good day. I'm out. But when we're there, we get... Or when we're in the lobby, Shep like gives Taylor a drink, and then she like, "This is what I'm talking about. You're not helping yourself." She's like, "Ooh, you're trying to get me drunk." And he's like, "Oh, you're damn right." And then JT's like, "Dude, we just had a conversation about you not pushing things and not saying certain things and leaving her alone, and here we are. You're already doing it." It's like JT, move on, just move on. But we get to dinner on the beach, which looked awesome. Uh, that's something that I want to partake in. But while they're there. A lot of stuff is happening. And I feel the one, like we could have used some fire dancers, though. We could have used some fire dancers. That would have been cool. Yeah, we, but I think Seen that's that just, in the past. I think that's why. I think we're used to seeing or, that. Wait, was that Jamaica where the shaman was? That crazy one? No, no. That was Mexico, I thought. Oh. I think that was... We haven't been to Jamaica with a group before. This is our first Jamaica trip, I okay. believe. But I think we're so accustomed to seeing fire dancers and yeah, shamans on the beach. We didn't get either of them. Hmm. Are you, do you wish we had a shaman? Only that shaman. He was a good shot. He was great. Yeah, I like that show. Only because he was eccentric. Yeah, he was fun. Fire dancers are always fun. Yeah, I think we needed to... We even had fire dancers at a pool party. Yeah, what was that? Salt Lake? Uh, that was... Oh, that was that the uh, yeah was it the Greek party? Yeah, the Greek goddesses? No, that was Potomac. Wasn't it went to Miami? Uh, I don't remember now. I don't know. I, I do remember there being a house call with Or was it Teresa's party? No, no, no. It wasn't Jersey. That, that woman's still in the bubble? Had, oh, God. I don't know. Has anybody checked on Have her? We checked on the bubble lady from the Jersey's. That was two seasons ago. Somebody comment and let us know. <laughs> let us know if they got the woman in the bubble out of the pool or if she's still there. Still concerned about her. Yeah, we need to know. But during dinner, they bring out, what was that? Curry goat. Curried goat. Curried goat. And they keep hearing horny goat, which, haha. And out of left field, J-Rod. It's like, you are what you eat, Austin. You are what you eat. It's like, ooh, sick burn, bro. You don't come out winning there. Olivia doesn't hear that and go, thanks for taking up for me. What's your goal? What's your goal? That's all I want to know. Because also, he haven't had a relationship with Olivia. You got shot down, my man. You went on two dates. That's it. I'm so, I'm so tired of this bullshit. With the, and We're still doing it with Austin and Olivia. You dated for a couple of months. Get over it. Yeah. Enough of this. Although, 
I could come out of this week or next week actively rooting for Austin and Olivia. I told you I that felt myself two weeks going ago. that way. I told you two weeks ago if Austin was not Austin and wasn't a dog, if he could figure out his shit, him and Olivia make a lot of sense. I just don't know if he can ever get out of his own way. And clearly they're not dating now. They're both dating other people. But they make sense. They get along great. They understand each other. Rod just needs to figure out his place on the show. He does, because it's confusing to me, too. Because he's not going to come back next year if there's nothing there. Whose team is he on? JT's? JT's? J-Rod. J-Rod is... I don't think J-Rod has enough I think J- to carry Look, through. I'm going to give JT a compliment here. JT can come back on the show just for like comedic relief. Absolutely. Rod doesn't have anything. No, Rod had Olivia. Uh-huh. Didn't work. And now he's playing like the man scorned, which is never a good look. Nope. You're not going to win that one. You're going you're gonna to lose favor with a lot of people if this is the route you're going to take. You need to get over it and move on. You're in Jamaica. Go meet somebody. Yeah, dude. Hit the beach. We would love to watch that JT's scene. JT's going to shave your back. Just get out there. Shave the bottom of your cheeks you or whatever that was. the bottom of them cheeks. You got to get out there. By the way, question for you. Okay, and it can go either way. Okay. You can have ass hair on your cheeks or hair on your back, and I could have ass hair or hair on my back, regardless. If this was the same situation, we're going to the beach, I'm like, hey, man, can you get my lower cheeks? I'll get your back. Would you say yes? I would get your back. Lower cheeks, no. Oh, really? I'd get your cheeks. You would get my cheeks? I'd get your cheeks. I would say your wife should have done that before you left. Fair, but I'm comfortable enough to get You're your You're in cheeks. a pinch? I would do it. I'm in a pinch. Like we're going down to the beach and I, I bought a If you were in a pinch, I would thought do it. I was, yeah. It was funny. Yeah. You're saying, thanks, man. Yeah. I knew you would. I knew you'd come around. But um, <laughs> Madison and Austin pair off and they're chit-chatting with each other. And this is where everything comes to a head for me. And it was funny to watch and also crazy to watch because you have two other women there that f- they hate Madison right now. And that's both Olivia and Taylor are mm-hmm. watching. They they were watching earlier in the lobby too. And they weren't, or sorry, Taylor was. She wasn't loving it. Now you have both of them talking to each other about it. Where I think Olivia said, it's just funny. Like he always says like how much he hates her. And like now he's over there. And this is why I don't fucking trust a word Craig he says. Craig was in there too. I think she was talking to Craig. Craig oh yeah, it was I don't Craig. think she was talking right, to Craig. You're right, you're right. No, that's a very big omission. That would suck. That's a very big omission. You're right. She's talking to Craig. And Craig is pushing it along too. He's like, yeah, he's done things that you can't forgive. He's trying to get her closure. Because he even said, you haven't had closure yet. Yes. He's trying to push that further. He's like, he did so many bad things too. They're unforgivable. Like trying to give. Well, he knows that doing it with Austin's a lost cause. Absolutely, he's never going to be able to break through to him. But here's the funniest part: Olivia's all been out of shape about him talking to Madison. He's over there professing his love about Olivia mm-hmm. to Madison. Who Madison? Look, is their relationship fucked up between Austin and Madison? Yeah. I don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is anymore. And also, to Madison's credit, she's like, I know you. She does. She knows Austin better than anybody, and she sees how he ticks. She did peg it wrong by saying, I think you're in love with Taylor. He's actually in love with Olivia. But by doing that, she gets everything out of Austin. Correct. She knows how to push his buttons and get it the right way. And also, she was doing it in a supportive way. I kept thinking about, what is her ulterior motive here? Does she just want to stir up some shit? Does she just want to find out if Austin's in love with Taylor and then kind of use that as her, at her disposal? I don't think, I don't think so. she does, honestly. I think, this was a I genuine think Madison's moment. in such a good part of her life right now, and she's so happy that she's willing to sit down with her ex-boyfriend who caused her a lot of misery, and obviously it was mutual, but still, that he caused her a lot of misery, and have a supportive conversation yeah. about what are you doing? Who are you in love with? Let's find this out. Let's get to the And bottom. I think she's going to try to help Austin either find some closure and maybe end up with Olivia or move on. But I feel like the conversation where it started with Taylor, 
I was a little questioning of that because she was so supportive of that saying, Weird. don't worry about that because Shep is the most selfish person in the world. Don't worry about him over there. Don't worry about what other people think. Are you in love with Taylor? She was being supportive of that. That is not the right move. I don't. We are not doing right that right move, now. Move, but what she's saying, and this could be back to what you were saying. Like, is she trying to stir up shit? That's why I thought she was stirring up shit. But once they got to the Olivia part of it, I think she was being genuinely supportive. I think so too. And that's where he's like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, get out of your own way and tell her how you feel, yeah. and maybe something can come of this, and you guys can make like an actual run. Out. That would be very selfish too, because again, I mean, I know it's been weeks and weeks for us, but Olivia's. She's still really. Yeah. She's still really. It would this be is not a, the good time. Emotionally irresponsible yeah. to bring it up now, but at the same time, they're in Jamaica. You know how these trips go. They're all together for an extended period of time. There's a lot of booze involved, a lot of emotions involved. There's so much drama right now between the whole crew. It's gonna boil out. You know they're gonna have a discussion while they're in Jamaica about it. I just think it's funny that she's ready to like kill him. Olivia. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the conversation is positive about you, but she's just so, and this is also probably why it wouldn't work because in her head, she's running through a million scenarios while he's sitting with Madison. And if you're going to have those questions, those don't go away. I don't think because of your past experiences with him. No. But at the same time, this third party Taylor being involved in this whole thing is crazy to me. And this is maybe where She's running into all of her issues because, like I said, she went from Shep to Austin. Neither of them worked out. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Austin had been, let's give this a go. Let's try. Let's date. She would have been gung-ho, let's do it. Yep. I think that he was the I think reason. he was the deciding factor. For I do sure. too. Yeah. And I think that she feels scorned by him. She feels scorned by Shep. She feels scorned by men in general. And now she's on a warpath. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. But- Great fucking season, man. Just yeah. uh, absolutely stellar. <laughs> Gives us a lot to talk about. But moving on, let's get to our question portion of the show. And let's jump right in. Up first from NCMCP5. Who are the top three cast members this season on Southern Charm? I like that. Ooh. Craig, number one. Yeah. I'm going to go with Olivia, two. Okay. Rodrigo, three. Rodrigo's great. That's probably a cop-out answer, though, because he's a huge cop-out because he's not really on the show. I, I just gonna, enjoy I was when say he that. is on. I do, too. He just I'm going to say Shep, three. Okay. I'm going Craig, one. I'm going... Man. Craig, one. Madison, two. Okay. JT, three. Rodrigo, honorable mention, because he's not on enough. I, I picked JT for two reasons. One, I believe that he is a key factor to the season. And two, I knew it would piss you off. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> From Suze Greg Brown, shooter, name three things you like about JT. I love this question. Thank you, Suze. You got to. He is... Shredded. Shredded. <laughs> <laughs> Great pack. Shredded. Um, he makes a lot of awkward comments that I find very funny. Okay. And I've been really enjoying watching him in love with Taylor and her just breaking his heart at every turn. That's not something you like about him. Fuck. Something about him. I'm going to make you answer. He's got a great relationship with his mom. Aw. Is it, though? She seems Mommy. to tell him what to do. <laughs> We don't have to get into that. Moving on. From Outdoor Los, 
who was actually at our show and was he? He sent a picture to try to absolve himself of any wrongdoings because we didn't see him at the show. My answer is it's irrelevant whether he was there or not because <clears throat> because you didn't come say hi. Yeah, we've been What's back and forth with this dude. For how long now? Since we started the show. He was, he's was he been listening for a long time. And you couldn't come up and say, hey, guys, I made it. I don't care if the show was going on. We were bopping around the audience. Where were you? So, no, not an excuse. No. He, he did say he's coming to our next Philly show, but I'll believe it when I see it, dude. You're MIA in my yeah, book. Yeah, but if Beyonce has a concert, he's just going to go to her concert. Yeah, you pick Beyonce over us, which is bullshit, but whatever. Up next, from A. Diebel. Is Wendy really a fan favorite? Posted lots in this last week. Am I watching the same show? I don't know what. I can't you're imagine. I, I, haven't I don't seen want to that. speak for the fans. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't. Not the stuff that I've seen. No. That, all these questions. That's so funny. See, everyone's saying this. TST. Can they both go away? They're killing this once wonderful show. Get rid of Ashley too. From Danielle Moscow. Would love your thoughts on this stretch of a dumb storyline. Everyone's on the same page with Potomac, and yep. it's such a bummer, man. I'm so It's upset. about damn time that everybody got on the same page. Yeah, that's weird. We've been calling for shows to get killed over and over again for dumb storylines, and for whatever reason, people disagree with us. Well, at least every, Finally. everyone has come together to not like this season of Potomac. Yeah. All right. Maybe real change will happen. The last question we have right here, which is a really funny one. What's the story with the local legend slash security guy who had to leave the Eagles game? <laughs> so that's Big, Big Dom. Dom. Yeah, Big Dom has been a Philly legend, a local legend for a long time. He is the head of security slash he's also like a consultant to the, what was it? He's a consultant to the general manager or something slash head Maybe. of security. Op. No, that's his title. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. No, it's oh. in there. It's something along the, he's a, some kind of I know of him most because anytime that there's a, a star free agent. guy. Well, he's he is the get back guy. So anytime that Sirianni is about to run onto the field, he holds him back, which is great. But he's also the I guess because he's the head of security, he has to go to the airport to get the free agents that are coming in to talk to the general manager. So he's oh. always at the airport to go retrieve them. So anytime you see a picture of, I don't know if I think the Phillies used him a couple times because I remember seeing him in pictures with like Trey Turner too. Oh, interesting. But most recently we got Shaq Leonard. He went to the airport to go get Shaq, and then as you can see, like. We've got a guy from NBC named John Clark who's also great. He's always at the airport. You see a picture of a free agent coming into the airport. Big Dom's right next to him. Big Dom, uh, he has now solidified himself in Philly lore. Like I said, he's always he's been known around here, but I think he's now a national star. I will never forgive the Eagles for not winning that game after that happened. I won't either. That could have forever been the Big Dom game. It would have been the biggest. It was the biggest change of momentum. And the Eagles just shit the bed. So Which, I will never forgive them. They would have built him a statue had we won that game. Yes. They still might, but they definitely would have after that. Yeah. But other than that, remember to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And do not forget, we have our very first live show solo in New York City, January 25th. The Green Room 42. The link is in our Instagram bio to purchase tickets. Don't forget, Friday, we got Matt Rogers coming on the show. He's a real celebrity. I don't know why he likes us, but he does. I can't wait to chat with him. Those of you that have listened to him on Watch What Happens Live or his podcast or other podcasts, he has amazing takes. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He's going to fit in very well here. So excited for that. So make sure you tune in Friday. And uh, go Birds, Dallas Week. Dallas Week, baby. Get them ticks. Get them ticks, baby. Brown bros are out here.
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.